0: Dead bodies is not for the squeamish, and is intended for mature audiences. It's my cup of tea. That's me. <laughs> ding, ding, ding.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, because seven, eight, nine, own. ten. I always count like Sesame Street. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8,
0: One,
1: 9, two, 10, two, 11, three, 12. Four, yeah! Five,
0: <laughs> 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I am the count. Oh. That's when um, my husband Kieran asks me to make a cup of coffee for him. Do you know what I did very early what? in the marriage? Here's a tip for you. Oh, thank you. About to get married, girl. Yep. Uh, made the coffee and tea really badly. So and you never have to do it again. Yep, right from the get go. I just say said, I don't want to do it anymore. Okay, well, there's that. There's honesty.
1: Like I used to scratch Nicholas's back and like the back of his head all the time. And now I just say, I don't want to do that anymore.
0: I got up and <laughs> went with Kieran to golf. I caddied for him. What? I know. On I used one to go day. to Nicholas's
1: basketball games too. And now I say, yeah. I don't want to do that
0: anymore. Yeah, cool. <laughs> We're Look back! Us. We're so empowered. Yay! Look at yeah. us. We better start by explaining where we have been. We've
1: been a bit shit.
0: We have. I'm going to take. You know I'm going to take the fall for most of it. What?
1: No, I was extremely. Kirsten's nodding
0: because she's <laughs> taking the fall too. No, yeah. I
1: was. I was tired.
0: You were very busy. I was
1: very tired. And then, what? if you're
0: not from Melbourne, or maybe you're from Melbourne, you don't listen to the radio station that I work for. But I got a new job. Yay! Yay! <clears throat> Happy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at, on hosting the afternoon show on. are We allowed to say the name Kirsten yeah. not sued or something by. Her. Employers. I don't think so. No, no. 3AW, yes, um, which is kind of a big deal. So it's I know. It's a big deal. First, I mm. had to fill my uh, build a library at home. I had to furnish it with mahogany furniture, leather bound books, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> what it's do a Ron you mean? Burgundy reference? Honestly.
1: Did yeah. you actually build a library? No. No. I'm oh. just trying to be
0: important. <laughs> okay. Make it sound like bigger than it. Well, I it is a big
1: deal. Papa Vella was really into it. Oh. Yeah, he he was really happy that they chose a woman too. Oh, I'm kind of – yeah, that's kind of good. he was like, I'm happy that it's Dee Dee, I'm happy that it's a woman, that they don't just think that it's just men that can host their own radio programs. He loved it.
0: I'd like to think I didn't get it because I'm a woman. No. Because I annoyed the hell out of them for years probably. That's the Um, only way. So the added complication to that, that, you know, this chunk in the middle of my day is taken up, uh, is that my senior producer on the show is (laughs) –
1: me Yes! it's the best
0: team ever. So we've been going at it like a bull at a gate, and yep. all our energy and time has gone into that. So, when you were ready to come back after covering bushfires, and what was that like?
1: Oh, so well, mm. first I went to New Zealand. Have we spoken about New Zealand? No, I no. didn't even know that happened. Yeah, so the first I went to New Zealand for the um, volcanic eruption. Oh, of there was tourists walking on White Island it erupted. Oh, I'm so touched by how beautiful people like New Zealanders are. Mm. They're so lovely. Are they? Yeah. And we have so many listeners from New Zealand and I, oh, I hadn't been there since I was like five. Yeah. So they're just so beautiful. And New Zealand, the air just, it feels better. Yep. It does. I it? agree. Yeah. It does. yeah. Have you been
0: to New Zealand? No, I haven't. Oh, got go.
1: Yeah, you do. It's, gorgeous. it's
0: you have never been. No, but I've I've people who go there always speak so glowingly of beautiful. it. Beautiful.
1: So obviously there for a tragedy, but it was a beautiful place. And then I came back and then I went to bushfires. So oh. that was really Oh, do you know what people said to me? Oh, is it just awful? Hmm. And I said, "Yeah, it is, but the resilience of Australians is so incredible and I felt so patriotic. And I haven't – I feel like Aussies don't feel patriotic as much as other countries Maybe. do. Maybe. Yeah, we don't necessarily. Yeah, yeah. but I, just the way people were just like, no, nah, she'll be right. And, yeah. I, and I was saying to one guy who owned the general store in Swift's Creek, and I said, you know, are you worried? Like that the hills behind you are literally going to be on fire. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's just still going to keep the shop open. We're going to sell bread and milk. And, you know, he was talking to the other general store up the road mm. and they were swapping bread and milk to make sure that his customers had everything they need and they were just going to work it out later. Yeah, And just so beautiful and just, I don't
0: know. I love it. I love that yeah. helping thing. There was a montage of it. was uh, There was a thing on about one of the bushfire relief games. There's all sorts of different games happening. Yes. Um, and so there's a montage of stuff that happened. But the, the shot that got me and made mm. me actually start to cry was a guy, just an ordinary guy that you would see on any street, folding clothes yeah. and sorting them into piles. Obviously, you know, these are for small children. These are It was just so sweet to see people helping out with stuff like that. And the
1: incredible amount of generosity shown to our country globally yeah. has been –
0: incredible amazing amazing right well we made you wait we do apologize it's mostly my fault and a bit of um, charnel's fault and a bit yeah. of kirsten's fault so we're back into it we're Should we here. just get into a story who wants to go first
1: well mine's not really a story what? You've yeah. Had, how many You've had like eight weeks. <laughs> it's so long. It's not really a story. How can you deal with her? Sorry. So you know how obviously we're going really crazy on coronavirus at the moment?
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: it, we've lost it. Everyone's lot, like, there's ships out at sea that have to stay there. We're clearing evacuation centres. There's just people wearing masks, people putting bottles over their heads. Putting what on their heads? People are putting, you know those massive oil containers, like yes. the clear, you buy like five litres of
0: sunflower oil. Oh, yeah.
1: They're cutting the <laughs> bottoms off them and putting them over their heads.
0: I hadn't seen that. Yeah. like are, a water
1: cooler. And yes. it's like that huge yeah. tank of water. They're cutting the bottom out, shoving it over their heads.
0: That's mental. Yeah,
1: because everyone, first everyone was like, oh, we'll just go get a surgical mask. That will fix everything. And then all these really smart people came out and said, that ain't doing shit. No, it's doing nothing. It's about the particles. So, anyway, everyone's lost it over coronavirus. Yes. So, I'm going to do a recap of the worst viruses that have killed everyone in the world. Oh, that's
0: good. Yeah, that's I good. like it. You don't yes. mind if I sip my tea Please throughout? Please
1: do. Because my
0: voice might come out differently, like it did just a moment ago. So, uh.
1: That, uh, in the world of infectious diseases, I've worked out, or I've discovered, that a pandemic is the worst case scenario. Pandemic means it's jumped borders. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. What's happening? You can't cough during the coronavirus story <laughs> while we're in a small studio.
0: I Was trying to sip really quietly. Um, what is the difference now uh, between a pandemic and an epidemic? Well,
1: that is a difficult question. I don't know. Uh they start as epidemics. Oh, no. So these diseases start as epidemics once they cross borders and go into other countries, then they're a pandemic. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So I think everyone in the media has been wrong because we've been saying epidemic, and actually it's a pandemic.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: So uh, we've had heaps, obviously, over the last 10,000 years, including malaria, tuberculosis, leprosy, the flu mm. is one and smallpox the first recorded pandemic was in 430 bc in athens take that nico
0: what did that it's not his fault
1: well what did they all they have? invented everything they also <laughs> invented the first pandemic
0: Olivitis. No.
1: So, uh, <laughs> the disease happened to... I, I can't say this word. The Peloponnesian War. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, Ooh. I, I just said it confidently. It. Well, Peloponnesian War. Like I can't War. correct you on things. After the disease passed through Libya, Ethiopia and Egypt across the... Uh, into the, where the Spartans were, killed a lot of Spartans, two-thirds of their population died. The symptoms included fever, thirst, blood throat. Oh. What's that? I don't know. Red skin and lesions.
0: That just sounds like a normal day for me. Like Blood, if you... throat. Blood, throat. It's not a normal Apart day. For you. From <laughs> what? Blood, throat. They but believe. If you just hot and dry throat and.
1: Well, lesions. they believe it was typhoid fever. Oh. It weakened the Athenians significantly and was a major factor in their defeat by the Spartans.
0: Oh. Mm. Oh, so they were all weakened by the virus and that's why yes. the Spartans could get them. Oh,
1: yes. That's not a fair so there's, fight. So there was a lot of diseases that killed people in the world on this list. So I need to shorten it because we're not going to go through all of them, are we?
0: Some of them, though.
1: So, okay. Oh, you're into it. Yeah. Okay. So then there was the an- to- Antonin Plague, which was possibly an early appearance of smallpox.
0: I wonder what's then a difference of a plague as opposed to a... Do you want me to pandemic it? Gonna... Oh, this could
1: take a long time. You... <laughs> Everyone can Google up. it at home. So it started with the Huns uh, who infected the Germans. They passed it to the Romans and they just spread it throughout the whole Roman Empire. Symptoms included, I love the symptoms, fever, sore throat, diarrhea, and if the patient lived long enough. Pus-filled
0: sores. Ooh, that's oh, that's bad. Once diarrhea is involved, that's when it gets really serious. Because you know, there's all those people stuck on the ship that all in their cabins. I had diarrhea
1: and... last week. It's so unpleasant.
0: It's such a messy thing. We isn't share it? here, yeah. and, and we're back. <laughs> and I'm sure it's people so... don't always wash their hands. properly. I ate
1: at an Asian restaurant. Don't no one think coronavirus? Anyway, and I, it just I could tell.
0: What was it? Was it chili? I ate
1: dumplings, <laughs> but I could just tell that my guts were not good. Straight away? No, oh, about an hour later and mm. I was like, "Ooh!" Like, you know when you do that, you make that noise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think, was it like a chili cabbage type diarrhea uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or off food diarrhea? No, no,
1: no. It was like a just MSG... My stomach wasn't loving it. I've been really healthy gal lately. So I think it was just like, ugh, not dealing with that. Shock to the system. Yeah. yeah. And then I went home and I've
0: Nico's t shirt you're wearing.
1: No, it's just a massive t shirt that I like like to wear on the weekend. It's good. Um and then I had to text Nicholas and say I told him what had happened.
0: What, I'm shitting myself. (laughs) I text him.
1: Oh, I'd like to tell like we're very open about these things. So yeah, I've texted him and said, I've had an be. issue. Like, mm. I'm just letting you know, I'm at home. Shit has gone not great.
0: You didn't shit your pants. No. Oh, thank
1: God. Nicholas has messaged me once when he... <laughs> <laughs> One time I was on my way home and Nicholas rings me in a panic. (laughs) He's like, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm like in our street. He was like, don't come in. And I was like why? And he's like, oh, I had a really bad stomach and just, I didn't make it and I don't want you to see it and I'm cleaning it. I'm just, oh, it's bad. And I was don't. like, okay, I'll just, I'll go to shops. And all. Yeah, love, like he, he was, he made it to the bathroom, <laughs> yes. just not all the way. Oh. Anyway. So, shall we go back to plagues yes, and things? Please do. Okay, I'm going to go <laughs> forward a little bit. Then we go to leprosy. Have you ever seen someone with leprosy? Yes, it's awful. Oh,
0: it's terrible. It it's... like mangles their faces.
1: Yes. I remember, obviously, I went to Sri Lanka a lot as a child because my mum is Sri Lankan. And I remember seeing people with leprosy there and I thought they were monsters. Bits drop
0: off. Yes. Like they wither and fingers it's and awful. toes and
1: things. It's awful. It's um, awful. So. That was in the 11th century. It grew into a pandemic in Europe, killed lots of people because a lot of people couldn't afford the antibiotics to get it, to fight it.
0: Not back then. Did they even have antibiotics? I don't think there was a pharmacy. Why didn't they go to the chemist? There was was was
1: antibiotics, (laughs) but they just couldn't get them. But people believed that it was a punishment from God that Mm. ran in certain families.
0: Mm. Sure. They wouldn't know how many died because they wouldn't have had a census in those days, would they?
1: if we fast forward to 1350, Mm -hmm. the Black Death was responsible for the death of one-third of the world's population. Wow. One-third. Here we are, coronavirus...
0: So just think of all those dead bodies. Yeah, Yeah.
1: one third of the entire world's population. And the bodies would all be infectious, wouldn't they? That was the second appearance of the bubonic plague. It started in Asia, moved west, um, went to Italy, and it just spread everywhere, pretty much all throughout Europe and they say dead bodies became so prevalent that many remained rotting on the ground mm. and created a constant stench in cities.
0: I imagine what that smelled like. Ugh. I was out at the washing line the other day and there's a pile of like sort of compost and bricks and just crap in the garden and I went, I can smell, you can <sighs> just smell when there's something dead. I reckon there's a possum got in there or oh a rat god. or something. Oh god, okay, what a story. I could smell it.
1: Okay, so I live in a unit yep, a, and the front unit is owned by Nicholas's family Mm. and new people were moving into that the other day, right? So Mm. we had to clean out the garage because it had been empty for a little while. We'd stored a lot of our shit in there. Anyway, so like cleaning out the garage and I happened to look up and in the corner, so imagine a kind of a carport that was turned into a garage, like bricked in. Yeah. And I looked up and I could see a tail, like a (laughs) bushy tail hanging out from This part of the ceiling in the garage, and I just stopped, and I went, "Oh, that's dead. That's a hundred percent dead." And I said to Nicholas, I just looked at him, and I looked up, and I went, "Dead." And he goes, "Oh god. Oh
0: god.
1: He's out. He cannot deal." And I'm like, "I might we should poke it with something. It's definitely a dead possum. It's 100% a dead possum." And he sleeping. goes, "Don't poke it. Get your shit and shut the door." And oh, so god. new people have moved in there. There's a 100% a dead possum that we've just
0: left there. It might just be sleeping. They it's curl not. into tiny little areas no, in the day. It's not. It's like sure? stiff
1: tail. Like a- can it's egg. fluffy. The tail is fluffy.
0: Yeah, but that's right. Can you get it's got in, Can you it? get in there at night?
1: <SSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSIZ
0: diyor>? It just looks... No. no just not, it's
1: not your problem anymore. <SSsions> oh, my God. I'm going to talk about my neighbour. All right, do. Get yes. to him. Have can we ever have spoken? To possum?
0: Okay, have spoken. Okay. Can you get to the outside of the building? No. Nah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because you can usually see where a possum's been going in and out. They can go through tiny spaces because you yeah. can see like a greasy black mark on mm. the wall. The neighbour...
1: We've never spoken about my neighbour on this podcast. Do you know why? It's because you feared that he was listening to the podcast. Yeah, but now I don't think he's listening. Right? What are the chances? Where are we up
0: to with this guy? Because I'm concerned.
1: Okay. Do the backstory. I need to do the backstory. Right. Just fuck the plagues off. I just, I'm shutting my laptop. Okay. So I've had a neighbour who's been of concern for some time. Yep pretty much ever since we moved into the house. So we had an issue with the fence and we needed to remove part of the fence so we could get a water tank into our property. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically Nico saw the neighbor in the driveway and said, oh, hey, hey, mate. Like he just happened to be reversing out of his driveway. Oh, just letting you know, we'd have to remove just part of the fence on Tuesday, whatever it was and the neighbour only put the window down a small crack so he could see his eyes, and that was it. Just
0: Did they have sunglasses on them?
1: N- nah. Just a small crack, and he Gosh. goes, I'll have to let you know. And Nicholas was like, Okay guy drives off so then Nichols comes in the house he tells me this whole story he's like it was so weird it was weird he's like you need to call him maybe he just wasn't into me you need to call him i think
0: we touched on this at one point and we're maybe. up to there that's all okay. we're up to okay we don't know so food, then i but.
1: rang him and i was nice gal so i was like hey Channel from next door look mate we just got to get in there it's a couple of hours no big deal and he goes well um you know, he started just, he went into a big spiral about his anxiety and how his wife and his kids and, you know, he really wanted to be home when the fence was being taken. He didn't want any people in his property when he wasn't there. And he was really adamant on that. So, of course, I was like, no problems. I'll make this happen on a day that suits you. I word up the builder and I say I really like something weird is going on, but you just need to be precise and just make sure you do everything right. Mm-hmm. Don't have too many people in his backyard if they don't need to be there. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So the builder fucks up and doesn't put the fence back properly. Oh. I get a call from neighbour who will not be named. Right. Neighbour rings and he's very upset. Like when I say upset, he was really upset,
0: angry upset or like Sad. crying upset. Yeah,
1: he was stressed oh okay he's like hi chanel they haven't put the fence back properly and i said oh what do you mean he said it's just not back properly i'm gonna send you photos i need it put back properly i need to put back properly straight away i need you to come back i just need someone to come back and put the fence back properly and i was like oh boy so uh, he sent me photos and they hadn't it hadn't been like hooked in properly so the nails weren't kind of refitted Mm. properly anyway i called the builder i'm like i need you to send someone now to to fix this so mm-hmm. we fix that all blah, blah blah and he's crapping on the whole time about his wife and kids let's fast forward two years present day right i've never seen a wife and kids in that house
0: this is the concerning part yes. have you looked for mounds in the back garden that might indicate a burial has Near taken place well yes. then the other
1: issue is that sometimes we hear him chainsawing, yeah at odd yep. hours of the night yep. and burning fires
0: Look, you know, he likes massive fires. You've learned from listening to the Dead Bodies podcast what people do to bodies. You don't, do you really think that they, because I've got another thought. What? Witness protection. Do you reckon? Yes. I, found I was about out. to say my
1: suburb. I don't want to say where I live. No, but I don't. it would be, I feel it's weird. It, I well, had it's not that weird. It's not city an or anything. an underworld
0: wife living what? opposite my house in the flats opposite my place, and I didn't know until she'd gone and when she'd gone i was told well that was the wife of one of the worst killers in melbourne's history what hitman's wife yep and she's she's apparently got all the the secrets and all the information on everyone she's been moved on now but you don't know and you just they're just a person i don't that would know. be why he didn't want so, you see his like face. i
1: don't see kids going to school in the morning i don't see he's i don't see a woman ever no, driving in there. and out of no he's they're not there there is no tw- i've looked over the fence there's no toys in the backyard. There's no, You should see me looking over the fence as well. I'm like this. I'm like, beep, and I go straight back down. <laughs> like, I don't stay up there looking over. I just go, beep, and straight back down. And then I go, what did I see? What did I see? Make a mental image of what you saw. Look but again quickly. Beep.
0: put your phone up. But like, put your phone, the, so the camera part's sticking up over the top. Take the photos. You don't have to put your own head over. Maybe because that's Because he what might it shoot the top of your head off. Mm. Would you like a dead body story, an actual one? Yeah. I'm really disappointed in you that you haven't got to the bottom of it because there's definitely something going on in there. Know, and you should. When we were discussing people, it in
1: our group chat, I was going to buy a drone. Like I was thinking, I was strongly considering bad. buying a drone. You
0: yeah. must be able to hire some kid. I'm sure kids can do that stuff and film it. Just the, putting the
1: window, just <laughs> enough to see his eyes. It's a red flag. Because it's, 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 it's a, a red, red flag. flag. Protection.
0: He hasn't had the surgery yet. Anyway, there were lots of other plagues too, but basically... Do you want to do more plagues? No. Nah. I'm here for more death. No. Nah. <laughs> Chrissy Venn. Mine's quite long, so let's... Okay. We're trying to give added value in our first one back to apologise for being away from you. Um, also, by the way, when we do our feedbacks at the end of the episode... Yes. ...a, a letter arrived. Okay. before I think it was before Christmas addressed well, to me, Care of Dead Bodies podcast, and I, I'm going to open it.
1: Did The people in this building have... Problems
0: yeah. getting that to you. I don't know because it came to my house of business. Okay, it feels quite firm in there. Okay, all right. Uh, my story comes from Tasmania. Oh, I love Tassie. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. In 1921, actually, I went to Tasmania the beginning of last year, and so that was why I was inspired to find mm. Tassie's story. Uh, so we're in the town of North Motton, which is near Ulverston, which is up on the northern coast, the very okay. top of Tassie, uh, near Devonport. And at that time, North Motton was known for its potatoes. They're, potatoes. Their, but, thank you. <laughs>
1: That's the only word my mum says in a Sri Lankan accent.
0: Your mum's so beautiful.
1: She does just that
0: word. Potatoes.
1: Potatoes. <laughs> I don't know why. So it's just the only, she sounds very Australian all the other times, but that one word.
0: Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Uh, in this tiny little town, there was a state school, two churches, a public hall, a library and a post office in the village. But the residents, if they wanted to do their shopping, they had to go to Ulverston, which was up the road a bit, uh, to to buy stuff. So Chrissy Venn was a young girl. She was 13 years old. She was the daughter of George and Eva Venn. At about five o'clock in the afternoon on February the 20th, 1921, it was a Saturday, a do you know this?
1: No, I just remembered something, but I'll tell you after. Okay.
0: Hey, Chrissy left home. She lived on Allison Road in North Motten to walk to Ulverston to go to the shops there. She was going to get some groceries for the weekend, and she also had to go to the post office. So she had with her a basket, a cloth, and some coins. Mm-hmm. Now, Why a cloth? To, to cover the food. Oh, they okay, used to right. sort of cover sure. all the food they'd yep. bought because no glad wrap in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trip usually took around about two hours because she was walking uh, um, 10 kilometres and she should have been home by 7 pm. But when she wasn't, her mum Eva got very worried and she went up and down the road several times to try and see if Chrissy was there. She couldn't see her. There was a guy called Charles Perton who was ploughing in a field with his brother and he said later that he had seen Chrissy passing by on her way to the shops at around about five in the afternoon. Another fellow. I don't know his actual name. He's just referred to as J, as in the letter J. J Herps says, and he's crucial in this later. J Herps heard a scream that afternoon, and so did his brother. But the screaming stopped, so they didn't go and try and find out where it came from. Oh, oh it's done now.
1: Oh, that's over. Oh. Don't worry. The person dead or it's sort it's resolved.
0: They did mention it to their father though, so there was a witness to that. Now the next day, the Sunday, a proper search was started and it went on for over a week. So the police and the locals they went up and down the road that Chrissy would have walked on, but there was no trace of her. And then on March the first, which was ten days after Chrissy went missing, mm-hmm. just reminding myself what time of year we are. Yeah, it's in summer. So it's hot weather. Uh, Ten days after she went missing, one of the searchers decided to look inside a three-metre-high hollow tree stump that was about 40 metres back from the road. And inside the tree stump Mm. was the mutilated body of a girl. There were white stockings on her legs and black shoes on her feet. And the soles of the shoes were facing upwards. So she'd obviously been... Oh, dropped down. Yeah. Mm Um, a Dr. Frederick A. Ferris motored to North Morton. Motored. Must have been a novelty in those days to have a motor car. Uh, he was there by one fifteen on that Sunday. Sergeant Tomkinson and Mr. GP Taylor were with him and they used ropes to pull the body out. So when they did, they saw that it was a girl aged between 11 and 15 the face was swollen, livid and bloodstained. There were maggots about the mouth and eyes. A piece of wire was tied tightly about the neck. Mm. It appeared that she'd been dead for several days. So they took the body to the Seaview Hotel at Ulverston and Dr Ferris did a post-mortem at 3.45 that afternoon and he made a note of the fact that the girl was wearing white petticoats with a piece of white tape and a green ribbon around the waist just makes me sad hearing those sort of details because it's just a sweet little girl, isn't it? Petticoat. Yeah. Mm. There was a gold chain bangle on her right wrist. So obviously it wasn't someone robbing her. Yeah. Uh, A gold wedding ring on the ring finger of the right hand. She's only 13, so. Okay. Mm. Uh, The doctor described, and I don't imagine they would do this these days, described her as particularly well-developed.
1: Oh. So yucky. She, as though somehow
0: yeah. oh yeah she's voluptuous, look she must be driving mm. the men in the town mad. She weighed about eight stone, 50 kilos in modern money, and was five foot four. Her dress was dirty and bloodstained around the neck on the mm. right side, and so was the right sleeve, and the right back of the dress was torn. Under the left stocking near the knee, there were two pieces of calico. Now, I don't know what these would have been. There were two pieces of calico showing bloodstains. Do you know what I wondered? Because I, she wouldn't have gone and got a box of tampons if she had a period and she would have oh, had periods at yeah, that age. Of do you yeah. think it would have been? Yeah. They used to use fabric and then wash it, didn't Yeah, they?
1: absolutely. I yeah. did
0: wonder if it was that. It's possibly related yeah. to what happened My to her. My mum used to do that. Yeah. And
1: I remember she's
0: told me that. That's they what would have were... like little towel things and yeah. wash them and hang them on the line, yeah. yeah. Um... Stuck to the larger piece of calico were several long strands of brown hair, which were the same as the girls. There was a piece of hay band wire tightly around her neck and twisted at the back. So the doctor thought that perhaps that piece of wire around the neck had been used to lower her into the stump. The right eyelid was especially swollen and the blood had settled on the right side of the head, neck, chest and abdomen, which suggests that when she was dead, she was left lying on her right side. So it does sound like she was left lying somewhere and then lowered maybe into the... Stump a bit later. Right. Uh, there was a graze on the bridge of her nose, marks like scratches on the right breast, the ribs down the right side of the abdomen. Again, that would fit with her being yeah in. shoved down yeah. there. Even uh, the right knee, the left shoulder, and the left armpit, left breast, and left hip. Hip were bruised, so maybe she'd fallen that way. They said that the girl had been violated and most brutally maltreated, and it's it was
1: violated, raped.
0: We'll get to that in two seconds. Oh, yeah, sorry. They said it was clear she'd struggled desperately with her attacker. Good girl. She fought for life. And then Dr. Ferris found evidence that she had been, as they termed it in those days, outraged.
1: Oh, outraged. Okay. Mm.
0: Now, here's the weird part. Mm. Wedged very tightly between her lips and her teeth and shoved into the back of her throat was a piece of embroidery on some muslin that had come from the bodice of her dress. Mm -hmm. And pinned to that was a gold bar brooch. So someone had ripped a piece of fabric out and shoved it into Mm. her mouth and down her throat. So Dr. Ferris said that the cause of death was suffocation. And he said it would have taken her from 30 seconds up to three or four minutes to die.
1: Yeah, we've spoken about this before. Suffocation, Mm. it takes ages.
0: It's awful, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's a long time.
0: A man who saw the body as they were removing it from the stump was said to have lost his faith in God Mm. based on what he saw. So in the scrub near where that was found, police found a blood-stained stick and some short hair. Now, working in the area on the day that Chrissy had gone missing was a man named George William King. He was thirty-six years old, a pig farmer. He'd been a miner before and was a former policeman. Okay. He was very tall, six foot four, quite thin, and described as being of dark complexion just from being out in the sun and working outside all day. He lived on the road that Chrissy walked along, and he would occasionally speak to Chrissy, but everyone in the area knew that she didn't like him. And he had helped with the search mm-hmm. when she was missing and someone had noticed during that search that he had scratches on his hands and he said he got those while they were searching. He admitted that he was in the area of the murder on that afternoon, but he said he came home at four o'clock on the Saturday afternoon. He saw Charles Purton pass and Charles, I think, also saw Chrissy on the road. Uh, then he went out and he saw someone called Kennedy drive up, followed by Miss Purton, and Kennedy was speaking to her but what this guy King claims that he saw, he says Mm -hmm. he saw those two people talking. Both of them said they never spoke on that afternoon. The closest they came was a few hundred metres apart. Uh, This bloke King also claimed that he had brought his pig home at 4pm, but his pig was seen elsewhere at a trough at 5pm. So the police interviewed him, but they let him go. And King then went straight to this other fellow who's one of the witnesses, Kennedy, and said to him... I'll put it into my language. He said to this Kennedy guy, I was working in your potato patch that day and I would thank you very much to remember that I was there and to tell the police that I was there. And um, the Kennedy guy said, well, no, I don't have any recollection of you being there. Um, He claimed that the scratches – because he has scratches on his face as Mm. well as his hands – He said that those had been caused by his wife, that they were skylarking, so they had a little girl and that they were both competing to see who would be the first to get a kiss from their little girl and that somehow his wife had scratched him on the face. Um, And as I said, the scratches on his hand he said he got when he was searching for Chrissy. Mm -hmm. They, though, those scratches had been seen by a man named John Herps on the Sunday, the day after Chrissy went missing, before King got involved in the search. So... Hmm.
1: Liar. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly.
0: Liar. He was examined later by a doctor who also noted that scratch on his upper lip and the medical evidence proved that the scratches on his hand were caused by human fingers. Now, King was the only man who lived in the area whose whereabouts could not be accounted for at the time of Chrissy's death. Uh, And there was another person had come to his house, a grocer named Mr Fogg. Again, it's like a made-up name, yeah. it's isn't like it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is like Fogg, yeah.
1: yeah, Mr. Plum.
0: Mr. Fogg had called <laughs> yeah, around at four, and he said that uh, King wasn't home at that time. Now, here I just want to mention something a bit special for me: a detective Frederick T. Harmon. Now, Harmon is my mother's maiden name, and I went with Mum and Dad to Tasmania years and years ago, and you could go and visit the early settlers' graves. And I can remember standing with Mum, and there were all these graves of the Harmon family. And Mum said, oh, Harmon, that's my maiden name. Goodness me, what a coincidence. And we all went home. So anyway, years later, I'm doing the family history on that, Ancestry.com, and I realised that this Harmon family in Tasmania, the early settlers of Tassie, are actually... Related Relatives, to you. Yeah. Wow. So this Frederick T. Would be Harman, related to you. The detective would be a great, 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 great uncle of some sort. So. Uh, That's cool. I know. Isn't it cool? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> detective Harmon interviewed King. King admitted that he knew Chrissy Venn. He said that she often used to pass his way on the way to North Motten two or three times a week. He said that she'd visited his house two months earlier on business because most 13-year-old girls are conducting business in small towns in the 1920s. Um, He admitted to speaking to her once on the road when she was carrying a big load of stuff, but he said he didn't offer to help her because she was often standoffish. What's your reading at this point of the relationship between these two? Like, It's hard to know exactly. Is he lying about all of it? I don't know, but it's definitely sounding like, like dirty old pedo got a thing for the well-developed 13-year-old. Yeah, year old. and I reckon
1: he's just making it all up.
0: It does it's just sounds like he's a bit interested in yeah. her. Yeah, oh, totally. Mm. Uh, he was told that people in the town had said that – that people in the town, Chrissy had said to them that she was afraid of him and that she would actually hide in the bushes to avoid him. Uh, but he said that he'd never known her to jump out of the way when he came past. Okay. But that's what people in the town said. Um, he said that he understood Chrissy weighed over eight stone, and that she was here comes another creepy pedo comment. Had a, she was a girl with the development of a woman. Uh. So it's so, so fucking It's so I yucky. It's
1: so why are Ill- men so yucky like that? Sometimes, sorry, male learned- listeners. Sorry. Yeah, no,
0: not all men. These are not ni- all men. That's a 1920s man, and I think they've learned a lot since then, haven't they? Uh, So Detective Harmon asked King if he ever took fits or if he ever, you know, did things but didn't recall them later. You know, did he have Mm. blackouts? And he said no. And he also said, I would not do a tragedy like this. And he said, if every person told the truth, I would not be afraid. He also added that if wrong evidence was given, he would do his block. On the following day, he was arrested on a charge of the willful murder of Chrissy Venn. So... The court case began – I thought you would love this, being a court reporter. Yes. The court case began with a warning to all the women in the court. The coroner announced that the medical evidence would be heard in detail. I'm so here for it. Mm, Uh, He said he hoped women would stay away and if they persisted in attending – he would be compelled to express the opinion that they would not be able to call themselves ladies.
1: Oh, I'm not a lady.
0: You're so spoiled. I'm right not all. a lady. Isn't that coy? Yeah.
1: Whenever I say, I'm a lady, people laugh. So now I just say, I'm not a lady.
0: That's like from Little Britain. I'm a lady. But they weren't <laughs> ladies at all. They're men, <laughs> just as ladies. <laughs> so George William King was sent to trial for murder in Hobart. The news por- uh, papers reported that he was well-dressed, his hair was neatly brushed. Oh, well, he's innocent. They
1: oh, always are. His no, hair. They, they always are when How they. I finish. love watching what people turn up to court in. Like I think, oh, who bought that suit for you? Because someone's had to when you were a murderer. Someone's gone and bought that suit for you.
0: Does the stuff fit well, or do you see a lot of ill-fitting nah, garments? It's
1: very ill-fitting.
0: They've borrowed and men's normally it's clothes. a suit,
1: but then still prison runners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally it's not good shoes that go with it.
0: But they've tried. They try. I prefer them to try. Sometimes Judge Judy gets really cross if people turn up to court in like, you know, crop tops and stuff. People
1: turn up in some wild shit though. Like not if you're on trial for murder but just in the magistrate's court. Gone are the days of dressing nice for court.
0: But you should. Oh, they
1: do not. Because
0: it does matter.
1: There are some real outfits happening in there.
0: But doesn't that just show a lack of education if they don't know that it does make a difference to present yourself yes. nicely? Yes,
1: yeah, it, it does make a difference. Mm. I reckon lawyers must have some really hard conversations. You need to go and get a suit. How? I've got no one. Everyone hates me because I murdered everyone. Okay, we'll go get you a suit. Yeah. And they, they must they, do. They just go to cheap places.
0: Yeah, there'd be op shops mm. in the city they can go to. Okay, so his hair's brushed, so we're letting him go free. because Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. not
1: guilty. Looks nice.
0: His face was closely shaven. Uh, mm. They described him as being of bright and intelligent appearance. Women at the same time thought that they were... <gasps> I just thought of uh, something. What?
1: Okay, so you know how we've spoken about James Gargasawls before? Yes. yes. He ran down people in the city... Blah, blah blah. One day he came to court with this really super tight white shirt on. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that does not look like your shirt. And then when you squinted your eyes, you could see that he was wearing a t-shirt underneath it that said Speed Racer.
0: Oh. oh. So I
1: reckon he just had that t-shirt. Not. I don't think he meant anything by wearing it. Yeah. But he, obviously, because he's very mentally unwell and all of the rest of it, he's just lobbed into court wearing this t-shirt that and says speed racer so like, no, yeah yeah. yeah and he's i would have made wow. him turn it inside out Absolutely. and then put the shirt on but you could still see the words speed racer underneath wow. there yeah so bad
0: what about on the TV when they sometimes pixelate bits of people's T-shirts? I know because they say bad words. They, they would
1: just say bad words or have penises on them.
0: Oh, I've, it's I've penises! I yeah. wanted. And I always wonder what's the the artwork. Oh, once a girl—I shouldn't say
1: girl—once a woman, I know, did a live cross, and the cameraman did not realise that there was a massive graffiti dick behind her. <laughs> she was doing it in an, like a a party house that got trashed, and they absolutely failed to realise that there was a massive dick and balls behind her. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: How unfortunate. Uh, uh, Where are we? Uh, So women all thought they were under threat. This was quite um, important just in the the scheme of things because all these women who'd been warned they couldn't go and listen to the evidence, they also felt very much under threat because King was allowed out on bail. Mm. And so a deputation of women from the Association of Criminal Law Reform they were the biggest organised body of women in Australia, which surprises because I would have thought it was like the CWA making scones in those days. Mm. But no, it was these uh, criminal law reform women. They campaigned for greater protection by law for women and children and they said that men guilty of sexual offences should be regarded by law as abnormal and dangerous to society and they should be detained under indefinite sentences. And they said that, in their opinion, the murderer of Chrissy Venn was a sexual maniac. So they were basically saying, you have to keep this guy locked up until you know either way. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So George King, guilty or innocent? Guilty. Acquitted.
1: (gasps) Shut your mouth. I know. Why?
0: Well, it's a good question. And I did try and – I was reading it. What year are we in? 1921. So no DNA? No. 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 The page in your Trove is like the. um, they have digitized all the newspapers. So the digitized version of it, where it's been translated, was gobbledygook. And I couldn't read it. And then I was trying to read. I know. I was trying to read the actual print copy, but the print was really blurry. So I genuinely was struggling to see what it said. But I did try and find out because I knew you would ask that question, you annoying girl. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I think it had something to do with the fact that they just didn't. Um, there was enough it. doubt in their mind. There was some question about the pig. Was it where they? Someone said they yeah. saw it not home at five o'clock, but maybe it was yeah. home at four o'clock. Okay. It was possible that scratches on him had come from the baby and from during the search. There was enough doubt there that they thought he could. Oh, have so been easy to get away with
1: murder back in that yeah in those without days. DNA. Yeah. How easy would it yeah. have been to convict
0: him? Just go straight to the, 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 her fingernails, yeah, and, and you find DNA. And they yep. didn't like they obviously didn't take the little scrapings. And how could that? Yeah, I know, if things were different. And you've got to keep your mind, you know, like, you know, I'm calling him a pedo and that's terrible. I probably shouldn't do that even though he's dead, but his family still alive. Sorry to everyone called King. Um, but um, there is the possibility he didn't do it. Yeah. It could have been. There were other people in the area. There were two guys working in the field. What about the ones who heard her scream and didn't go and see what was going on? I mean, that's just as bad. If you hear someone screaming, you do mm-hmm. not go and help them or at least call the police and say, hey, go, you better check that out. Mm-hmm. That's as bad. So it is possible he didn't do it. Sure. He was defended by, just as an interesting note, a guy called Albert Ogilvie who went on to become the Premier of Tasmania. So George King, he spent... 157 days in jail, and I can only assume that's during the trial. Yes. Uh, during which time his life just went to shit. His home was broken up. His furniture was sold. His wife, Ruby, was trying to keep things going, but it was too hard for her. I don't think she had a job. She suffered a mental collapse. Uh, so really there was nothing for him when he came out of there. Mm. He committed suicide a few years later. Oh. There are some claims that on the spot on Allison Road where Chrissy was murdered is haunted, and to this day, cars people driving their cars through the area say that their cars shudder. Um, some people have reported being engulfed with black smoke that evaporates oh. as quickly as it appears. Others say they've seen a young girl standing near the spot where Chrissy was murdered, or they hear screams when they go near there. Her grave, this I find particularly sad, in the Methodist Cemetery, it's just got a plain block headstone, just a chunk of of, uh, stone. It was paid for by the locals in the village because her family didn't have enough money for that. Uh, It's in a corner. It's away from all the main graves because of her, because the way she died was considered to be shameful. So they had to keep keep her away because she was bringing dishonour to the others. And... As I was researching this, just to make it even sadder, um, another case I found, and this happened four years earlier before Chrissy was murdered when she was only 10 years old, 10 years and three months. So these ages don't quite match up. She was 13 when she died, anyway, around 10. Um, a man named Newman Allen appeared in the Ulverstone Courthouse, so the same town, just up the road, and he was charged with indecently assaulting Chrissy Venn when she was mm-hmm. 10. And the only witnesses were Chrissy's mother, Mrs. Dawes. Oh, I don't know who Mrs. Dawes was, Dr. Ferris and Chrissy Venn. And he, that guy, was allowed out on bail. This is why the women were campaigning when it got to the time Chrissy was murdered. He was committed for trial in the Supreme Court. He pleaded not guilty. It turned out in that particular instance Chrissy had been sent by her mother to this Newman Allen's place to get some milk. And when she got there, he wasn't up. So she waited until he dressed and he asked her to go with him to the cows. And when they got into the bush, she said that he grabbed her and attempted a criminal assault. And Chrissy cried out and she struggled with him. She's 10. 10. She broke free, and she went home. she told her mother what happened, and that's how that he came to be charged um and After a lengthy retirement, the jury brought in a verdict of not guilty, guilty. exactly oh, no fuck. not guilty I still had hope no that's so twice this girl, and her mother think what her mother went through yeah. so he was let go as well uh that guy newman allen uh, allen died in nineteen twenty two at the age of 42. And the other final, very sad postscript was that the wife of one of Chrissy's relatives on her dad's side, who also lived in this tiny little town of Motten, committed suicide at around the same time that Chrissy's body was found. Mm. So much tragedy.
1: So much ripple effect, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: But what about them just letting, so they didn't regard just, sexual assault as being anything particularly, oh, he's, you know, she had a womanly figure.
1: He didn't kill her. No. Until he
0: did. N- evil little minx tempted him into oh. doing that to her. Horrible. Sad, isn't it?
1: It's yucko. Yeah. What's in your letter?
0: Oh, yeah. I'll s- do you want me to open it? Yeah. Mm. Do you want to open it? It's addressed to me. You open it. Or do you it. want to do a feedback first? No, I've I want been you to open the letter. On. All right, so this letter arrived before Christmas and it's addressed here. Okay, from I see the name of somebody called Jackie on the back. Okay. I won't read all her private details out. It's in here. Oh, oh, it's a Merry Christmas card. Oh, that's so lovely, dear Dee Dee and Charnel. and I'll put Kirsten in there too. Thanks. Have a great Christmas, dear. Thanks. Did you? Yes, I did. Good, Kirsten. Yep. yep, yep.
1: Great,
0: Kirsten. Yep. Oh, oh, I've had oh Jackie, I've had a v- pretty shitty year being treated for lung cancer. Oh. oh. You guys have been a godsend for me. You make me laugh and I love the way that you get off track. <laughs> Which we do. The whole podcast is off the track. It isn't is. It? Um, she says, and talk about personal issues. May 2020 be fantastic for us all. And that's from Jackie it's a beautiful card with a uh, rose in the corner. Oh, well, can we just give all our love to Jackie? Yes, so much
1: love, so many positive thoughts for you.
0: Let's give all the nice things to Jackie. Mm-hmm. Jackie,
1: do you want to go off track? Okay, <laughs> I forgot a story from earlier. Right. While I was in the bushfires one night, I was very tired. Yep. I was exhausted, I'd been working all day, schlep into the motel we were staying in.
0: Oh, I need to know what this motel's like. Is it like?
1: Um, The carpet was blue. Got it. And the artwork, paintings? Uh, I think it was a shell.
0: Oh. A shell. (laughs) very modern. Yeah.
1: And because uh, this isn't the story, but it's a side note, because so many hotels and motels were booking up with media and Fieries and everything like that. The only room they had left, I had a double bed and a single bed. Mm. Yeah, I stayed there for a couple of nights. I alternated between the beds. Just yeah, we that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but one night anyway, I was so tired. I just get into bed. I had a shower, jump into bed, pulled the little doona up to my chin. I was so happy. Sex. Oh, what? <laughs> Sex. What? Not with me. I was on my own. But the people next door oh, were no. loving it.
0: What did it sound like? Was it banging or noise? Well, like I could sounds?
1: hear him. Oh. So I could hear What was banging.
0: he doing? No, do it. It was <laughs> <laughs> do it.
1: Do it. He was doing a... He was talking, but I couldn't hear what he was oh, oh, saying. I couldn't hear what he was yeah, saying. baby. But, and, then she, and then he was going, <laughs> <laughs> he was grunting and she was very over the top, right? And so I was laying there and I was thinking, oh, well, fucking all this tragedy around us. Good for you. Like, what? just hurry yeah. up and finish because it's very loud and I'd like to sleep. <laughs> so they finished, right? And I was like, yes. oh, good job. Yeah. Anyway, roll over. They went again. No. They did. They're young, obviously. Well,
0: I don't know. Oh, no. Old people don't get it up again that quick.
1: Well, they went twice. (laughs) And I was like, oh, for Christ, honestly. And then I messaged Nicholas. There's people having sex next door. And he was just like, go to sleep. What is with you? And hotels, all this weird shit happens to you. Anyway, so they, they finished and they were done and it was sorted. But then when I was in New Zealand... Got into my hotel. Don't. Man next door snoring his head off. Oh, could I, you hear it? Yeah, I banged on the wall. <laughs> I got so mad at
0: him. Did it work? Yeah. <laughs> he woke up. You need to take... I find tissue is good. But, just no, just
1: don't be a loud snorer. And you both know times if you're snoring. So I'm, a snorer, yeah, know. I'm a
0: snorer. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a snorer. I don't know I'm doing it. Well, allegedly I'm a snorer. Both times,
1: <laughs> for so sexing couple and snorer, I came out of the room in the morning and I looked where are they are they anywhere (laughs) I really wanted to see them I never saw
0: them aww no, the you end. don't you need know, because you wouldn't be able to look to them. Yeah, that is the end. Okay, yeah. so we're back. There you are. More to, still to come. We're yep. just going to churn them out. We are. We're back in town, 2020. Here we come. And if you've seen a dead body, as always, we love to hear from you. Podcast at com, Or
1: just email us anything you like, any little personal. Thing. Please do. Let us know what you're doing.
0: Please do. Lots of love to Jackie. This whole episode dedicated to Jackie Get well. Dead Bodies is created by DD Dunleavy and Chanel Villa, and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.